Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Daily Bolt with your host, Dr. Jeff Tilley. Today's topic, all eyes on Category 4 Lara before tonight's landfall. Sit back and relax and enjoy today's Daily Bolt. So, if you are in the Central Gulf Coast region, uh, we've had uh, the unexpected uh, strengthening of Hurricane Mara substantially more than expected uh, from several days ago. In fact, each forecast cycle has been strengthening Mara more, and uh, each time the system has been strengthening beyond those expectations. And that now has a Category 4 hurricane, uh, which... Uh, with the most recent update, 3 p.m. Central Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, just a couple of moments ago, uh, the hurricane is about 175 miles south of Lake Charles, Louisiana, and south-southeast of Port Arthur, Texas, moving northwest, uh, still at a good, healthy 16 miles per hour. What that means is that it will arrive on shore probably uh, sometime between 11 p.m. and midnight tonight, perhaps a little sooner, perhaps a little later, but that's the general time frame that those of you listening in the Gulf Coast states need to uh, have to finish your preparations. Uh, maximum sustained winds, as I said, it's a Category 4 storm, 140 miles per hour that has maintained itself fairly steadily for the last couple of hours uh, after uh, being about 125 uh, miles per hour earlier this morning, which was also more than was forecast last evening. As I said, Mara has definitely exceeded expectations for its strengthening, and we'll talk a little bit about why that's the case shortly. Uh, the storm surge from the hurricane is beginning to already impact the Louisiana coast. Uh, and uh, there are also uh, some places in uh, the coastal areas of East Texas uh, that are starting to experience a storm surge of up to uh, two to two and a half feet as of we speak right now. This storm surge is going to be substantially larger than that by the time we get get to landfall. Uh, I'd, at least uh, <clears throat> a storm surge, uh, I would assume, on the order of uh, 10 feet or more over much of the area uh, close to the track of the hurricane. Uh, there are actually some forecasts from the National Hurricane Center of a storm surge of up to 20 feet. That is about as large as you ever see. And it's uh, a testament to this particular storm that it has organized itself, intensified as rapidly as it has. And unfortunately, the factors that could have acted as a break on uh, the intensity of Laura are not present nearly to the extent expected. Uh, and there are some factors that do contribute to intensification that are stronger than expected. The warm water I've talked to you about. 
Warm water is the engine. Uh, the heat, uh, a hurricane is a big heat engine. And the warmer the sea surface temperature, the more heat that can be imparted into the system, the more moisture that can be imparted into the system, the stronger the thunderstorms around it that basically help to drive the overall circulation and the stronger the storm. Uh, and so uh, that is one factor we expected. Uh, yesterday, we noted some entrainment of dry air into the circulation. That appears to have largely stopped, but there, the southwestern part of the storm still has some pockets of dry air, but the circulation is large enough that it has now started entraining what is surprisingly moisture air from over the southeast uh, uh, U.S. central Gulf Coast, mostly the central Gulf Coast states. Uh, and this air is moist because of the uh, leftover moisture from Marco earlier in the week. And that is starting to wrap around. I'm uh, posting a satellite picture that was uh, taken at 1246 uh Pacific time on the podcast group and you now see uh, a much better defined spiral a bigger storm you have an inner area uh, almost uh, completely circular of very cold cloud tops which are the reds and the blacks that you see uh, surrounding an area uh, what looks like a very very well defined eye almost clear skies in the center part of it which is the classical structure of an eye for a hurricane and you see the blues and the greens wrapping themselves around most of the area of the storm. As I said, to the southwest of the center, there's still that little bit of an area of gray and white, which means there is a little less moisture there. But that area of dry air seems to be getting cut off and is not impacting the essential dynamics of the system. What else is helping? Uh, this is another picture that I am uh, placing up on the podcast webpage. This is, it looks like a weird little figure. I'll describe it somewhat. What we are looking at are streamlines and wind speeds at uh, an elevation probably about uh, 15 or so kilometers. Uh, well, it's a little uh, actually closer to 12 kilometers, 12 and a half kilometers. There we go. I just read the numbers uh, properly. 12 and a half kilometers above the Earth's surface at a pressure level of about 200 millibars, which is uh, saying that 80% of the atmospheric mass is below that level. That's pretty high up in the troposphere. And what you're seeing in the blue lines or these flow streamlines is a pattern of the airflow at that level. And you see a large area with this fan shape that spreads outward in the blue arrows through the red and the orange and white colored sections there over the Gulf of Mexico south of Louisiana. And what that is is outflow over the storm. If you have strong outflow over the storm, that helps uh, drive the circulation as well. Because outflow aloft means you're moving air away from the center, you're lowering the pressure even more. That strengthens the overall hurricane circulation. And this outflow has been stronger than was originally expected and forecast. And uh, 
it's it's uh, basically optimally positioned uh, to help LoRa maintain its current intensity, if not intensify even a little bit more. You'll notice a very little uh, circular area of the blue streamlines to the southwest of the colored area. That in itself represents uh, the uh, part of the uh, manifestation of the hurricane circulation itself at that level. The outflow is ahead of the storm uh, and uh, slightly to its northeast. That is the ideal place for the outflow to be uh, in uh, the strongest. And the orange coloring suggests the strongest winds as well as the tight packing of those streamlines. So Laura has favorable uh, uh, sea surface temperatures, the dry air is being kept at bay from the center, and it's not even that dry anymore because a lot of it is wrapping around from the air over the uh, central Gulf Coast states, Louisiana, Texas, uh, uh, Mississippi. Uh, you might even make an argument for part of that air coming from Alabama and Arkansas. Regardless, uh, you, have that, you have that mostly cut off. You have low wind shear and you have strong outflow. These are ingredients to keep this hurricane at a strong intensity. And th th there's nothing to uh, really diminish the intensity of this hurricane except what we've referred to in a couple past podcasts as an eyewall replacement cycle where the uh, the actual circulation around the eyewall the thunderstorms uh eventually burns itself out a little bit but the circulation and the inflow into the system allows for a new eye and a new eyewall to form closer in towards the center of the circulation and uh, while these eyewall replacement cycles occur and the outer eyewall begins to uh, become less significant, gradually dies out, the new eyewall starts to form, there's usually a drop in hurricane intensity. Once the new eye and eyewall have formed, the intensity goes back up. That's the typical pattern. And so uh, we've got about maybe 10, 10 and a half. 11 hours at most until landfall, probably very close uh, to uh, Port Arthur, Texas, which is very close to the Texas-Louisiana border on the coast. Uh, it looks like it will probably go slightly to the west of Lake Charles, but that is actually not good because the storm surge is going to be strongest as it often is ahead of the storm's path and in the eastern quadrant. Uh, and so these large storm surges are expected to uh, be uh, all uh, over the place in terms of the East Texas and Louisiana coasts. What's going to happen after landfall? Uh, as Lara is a strong hurricane, it will take some time for the circulation to spin down. I'm also going to put on the latest... Uh, set of graphics uh, that we have in terms of track and intensity. This comes from the 1 p.m. Central Daylight Time uh, Intermediate Advisory, but it's close enough. Uh, Laura is certainly expected to remain a hurricane in uh, through much of the daylight hours tomorrow, begin to uh, slowly uh, weaken into a tropical storm, maybe late tomorrow afternoon. 
uh, as it uh, starts approaching the Arklatex border, uh, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas uh, border area, remain a tropical storm into Friday, uh, going into Arkansas, and begin to accelerate as it gets caught up into the westerlies, again through the mid-Mississippi, Tennessee valleys, the mid-Atlantic. There is some question as it, whether Laura will regain tropical characteristics as it goes back over the uh, Gulf Stream and the North Atlantic, which is still also relatively warm uh, over the weekend. But that's a question for later on. For today, it's just uh, the important thing to note is that uh, Laura is a dangerous storm, perhaps not so much from the winds, although the winds are still going to be dangerous as well. Hurricane force winds extend out to about 70 miles from the storm center, so that is nothing to sneeze at either. But this storm surge of perhaps as much as 20 feet in spots is going to be extremely damaging to the coastal communities of Louisiana uh, and uh, certainly uh, not something that anyone should take casually. If you are in that area, you should certainly make your preparations and get out and go to higher ground as, as quickly as possible, uh, as this is not one to mess with. For now, that concludes this Daily Bolt. I'm Dr. Jeff Tilley. Good night, good afternoon, good morning, and by all means, stay safe, especially in the Gulf Coast area.